Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. everyone. So today's episode, I am going to talk about the importance of finding the right therapeutic fit when you are looking for a therapist. So on my Instagram lately, this past week or so, I've been talking about holding space for our healing and how therapy can, of course, be a really helpful tool with that. Um, And luckily, we're seeing that mental health is becoming so much more normalized. Therapy is becoming so much more normalized. But it's understandable that a lot of us still have some hiccups when it comes to seeking out therapy. Um, And certainly, there are a lot of people who have had not-so-pleasant experiences in therapy before that aren't so willing to test it out again because of that, which is... Oh, so understandable. And so I hope that this episode can help those of you who maybe feel a little uncomfortable with the thought of therapy, um, see that, hey, there are a lot of different therapists out there, and if therapy feels like it could potentially be helpful for you, there is a therapist out there who is probably a perfect match for you. And so this episode, I'll talk a little bit about what things to look for for yourself and how to test out therapists and, and how to change therapists if you need to. Um, so from my perspective, and this is certainly biased on the fact that I view the therapeutic relationship as, oh, so, so important. Um and my work is very relational. I like to be very like human first in my therapy sessions with clients. So certainly my approach holds some bias for me, but I feel like that therapeutic fit is just the most important part about therapy and research supports that. So it does show that outside of, you know, other client factors and what they're doing in their life, like healing in therapy, the most important part is that relationship. It's not necessarily the approach or techniques or other things like that. While they're still certainly important, that relational fit is the most impactful thing in the therapy space. So there's research and and there's my personal experience and perspective. It's great. It's wonderful. It's super helpful. And it's not always easy to find that perfect fit in a therapist, especially if you are someone who's a little bit newer to the therapy world or maybe not so versed in what do I look for in a therapist or what is what is therapy even like in the first place? It can feel super daunting and overwhelming to even think about how do I find a therapist that's going to be a good fit for me. So it takes a little work, takes a little navigating. One kind of obvious piece is going to be the logistics that are important. So this isn't necessarily that relational fit, but I think it is an important factor that you're probably going to be looking for when you are searching out a therapist. And this is kind of a good way to weed out some things. So logistics might look like, 
hey, like what, what time or day is it going to work for me to go to therapy? If you start working with a therapist and you're working at a time that's super inconvenient for you, um, or a time where it's just really hard for you to get into the therapeutic space, that's probably not going to be a great fit, right? If their schedules don't align with yours, it might not be the best fit, and that can be such a bummer, but I think important to make sure, okay, I'm able to go to therapy at a time where I can be present in therapy. Other logistics are going to look like cost, right? Do you need to work with an insurance or if you're working outside of insurance, like what price point works for you? So you'll probably be looking at therapist's website or emailing therapists to kind of check in on that before you get started with them. If you're going with insurance, that will definitely take some figuring out of your personal insurance plan. That's maybe like a a whole nother topic that I think I'll make a post on sometime soon, just kind of figuring out insurance stuff. But, you know, checking in, hey, what's my deductible? How much are sessions going to cost me? Kind of knowing that ahead of time is a helpful piece. Is the therapist I want to see in network with my insurance? So there's lots of questions that can be important to look at there that, of course, is going to be helpful, right? So... I'm personally a therapist that is out of network, so I don't work within insurance, and I'll have that conversation with clients. If paying out of pocket is going to be stressful and negatively impactful in your life, then therapy is probably going to be stressful because it's causing so much financial stress. And so I'll work with clients to kind of see what options they have and and what routes they can do with that if paying out of pocket is not going to be the best fit for them. So certainly there are some logistical things that are important. Location might be a piece of it. Some people really prefer virtual sessions because it can be so much more convenient and location isn't quite as important. Um, But if you prefer in-person sessions, you're going to want a therapist that does in-person sessions and has those sessions in a place that's pretty convenient to you. You might want to feel comfortable in their office, so check their website out to see if they've got pictures of their office to see, oh yeah, can I see myself talking about big feelings in here, right? So those are some of the logistical pieces that are important, Um, and I think it's helpful to keep those in mind right from the get-go. Those might not be like the relational fit pieces, but they are certainly a part of the process that's going to help you to feel comfortable and present in your therapy process. Now we'll kind of get into the relational aspect. So of course one piece of it is, hey, do I personally feel comfortable being vulnerable with my therapist? Um, The answer to that right off the bat will probably not be an enthusiastic yes, because it takes some joining, some processing to get to that place where vulnerability feels comfortable. But in general, hey, do I have like a good feel with this person, right? Do they speak in a way that helps me to feel comfortable and safe? Um, So that's going to be across the board for everyone. But I think even before you start looking for a therapist, you're going to want to take some time to explore for yourself, what am I looking for in therapy? 
and you don't have to have all the concrete answers right away, but make your best guesses. And once you start working with a therapist that fits some of those things, then you'll be able to see, hey, does this work for me or does this not, right? Do, do my needs shift and change? Can this therapist shift and change with me? Or do I seek someone who fits me a little bit better? But I'll kind of go through some questions that are helpful to ask yourself before you even start looking for a therapist. So one is kind of a a basic one that might not be an easy question to answer, but what is it that I want to work on, right? What, What areas am I struggling with? So there might be like life transition areas or situational things that you're struggling with. Or there might be certain diagnoses, so maybe it's anxiety, or it's depression, or it's trauma, or it's personality disorder. So there might be a lot of different things that you are specifically looking to focus on that's going to be helpful to know, hey, like what kind of therapist is going to be a good fit for this? So having a good idea of what am I looking and working on, and What do I need from the therapist to be able to work on that? So you don't necessarily need your therapist to be a 100% expert in that area, but you probably want them to have some experience or interest in that. So I'm just going to put, I'll just kind of do, do my ideal client or who my common client is for an example here, just to give you um, a little imaginary practice for it. So let's say I'm the client here and struggling with anxiety and I also have some bits of trauma, right? Maybe from growing up, some family trauma, chronic invalidation or different pieces. So I'm looking at healing some trauma, building some self-worth and navigating anxiety and perfectionism. You might not be able to perfectly identify and name that, but you might have a good idea of some of those pieces before you start therapy. And so when you are looking for a therapist, you might be looking at their website or their bio to see, hey, are they putting in some keywords that lets me know that they have experience and interest in doing the kinds of things that I'm looking to work on? So when this client, this imaginary client here, is looking for therapists, they're probably going to look for this person to say, hey, I work with anxiety or I work with trauma. Maybe they even detail what kinds of trauma they work with. Um, They might identify perfectionism or relational work. So those kinds of pieces might be present on that website. Um, So when a person finds my website that is struggling with those things, they might see, oh, hey, there's some boxes checked here. I know that Kayla not only has experience working in these areas, but she also really likes to work in these areas. So she's probably going to enjoy working with me because this is what I'm working on. You don't necessarily have to be like the exact description of who, you know, who their ideal client is on their website but there might be a few key things that you're looking to work on. So this person that I kind of made up here probably isn't going to see a therapist who specializes in, you know, only substance use disorders or um, 
schizophrenia or something that feels really different from what they're working on. Sure, that therapist might still be able to be effective, and maybe that is an area they enjoy working on too, but if they're listing off totally different things on their website than what you are looking to work on, it might not be the best fit. So keep looking for someone who writes out some of those things, right? Um, I've found personally as a therapist when I've been more specific in who I like to see and who I feel most confident and effective seeing, those kinds of clients are able to find me and, and we work together super well because we're both in alignment with what we're working on, right? And what we enjoy working on. So before you even start looking for a therapist, get an idea of, all right, what is it that I'm looking to work on and what might I want to see that therapist doing, right? What experience might I want them to have? Now, you might also have an idea about certain techniques or approaches or kind of like styles of therapy that you enjoy, If you're brand new to therapy, this probably isn't super on your radar, and that is okay. You do not have to figure that out ahead of time. You can just kind of look for someone who talks about, you know, liking to work with the things that you're wanting to work on. But if you've had a lot of experience in therapy before and you have an idea of, hey, this kind of approach works really well for me, you might also look for a therapist who talks about using that. For example, someone who is really working on processing through trauma might look for a therapist who lists some different trauma approaches that they enjoy um, healing from, right? So for example, some people really love having a therapist who does sensory motor therapy or does some kind of embodied practice in healing trauma. So they are going to be looking for a therapist who talks about that on their website. So if you have an idea of some approaches or styles that you like, those are going to be great things to look for in your therapist bio. Or certainly you can email them and ask, you know, say, hey, this is what I'm looking to work on. These are some approaches that I'm really interested in working in. Does that feel like it's you? Right? So that can be a great question when you're just getting started. And and I'll talk about that a little bit after. Um, But another thing that you might explore for yourself ahead of time is how much direction do I want in therapy? Right? Do I want my therapy to be, my therapist to be super direct and have a lot of skills? for me to focus on and have some like homework assignments for me in between? Do I want it to be really structured Um, or do I want it to be pretty loose and open-ended where it might just be processing what's going on or maybe a little bit more relational where we're just kind of building healing through that relationship of processing with another trusted adult Um, or maybe you want somewhere in between a little mix of those. Again, not something you have to fully know right off the bat, but you might have a good idea of, hey, do I want more structure, more direction, or do I want it to be a little bit more open-ended and flexible? This might be something that your therapist lists on their bio or on their website, but it might also be a more specific question to ask them in an initial email or phone call. But having a good idea of, okay, what do I want that structure and therapy to look like can be a really helpful 
thing to just know for yourself before you even touch base with a therapist. Then next, I'll talk a little bit about how we can find these things out from a potential therapist. So if it is someone that has their own website, maybe they have their own practice, they probably have more information on there, right? So I know when I started my practice, right, I I didn't just have a bio anymore. I had a whole website where I could talk about my approach and who I work with and all of that jazz. Um, So it might be easy to find a lot of these things on some websites, But if someone's working at like a group practice or a clinic, they might just have like one page, a little bio there, which can certainly hold a lot of good information, but it might not be everything. So when you're looking at that, you might look for some of those keywords, main pieces, but then know, hey, I'm going to want to touch base with them before I get started, if I'm not totally sure. Right, So you might just look at someone's bio or website and you might be like, oh yes, this is me to a T. This feels like it's going to be a really good fit. I'm ready to jump in and just schedule with them. That might be totally fine if you know that's how your therapist can operate. Um, but if you're not totally sure, I recommend contacting that therapist ahead of time before you even have the first session. So most therapists nowadays will offer like a free 15-minute consultation or at least an initial like phone call or email exchange just to touch base. I think that that can be super helpful. So I know for me as a therapist, I, you know, will email with clients ahead of time if they have some questions. And I also offer a free video consultation that we can touch base and, and you can get a good feel. And I think that can be really helpful. So if if you're a little unsure about therapy or you're really wanting to make sure you find someone who's a good fit, having that first consultation, whether it's on the phone or whether it's kind of a video consultation, can be a really great way to have that experience talking with that therapist, having the therapist talk to you not only to answer your questions, but get like a little feel of the vibe, right? Like, hey, is this person talking to me in a way that makes me feel comfortable and safe? Again, it's normal for it to feel uncomfortable. Gosh, I remember the first time that I was looking for a therapist and I was on the phone with a potential therapist that I was going to meet with. And I was so nervous because I hadn't gone to therapy before. I totally accepted therapy as a super helpful thing because that was my jam. That's the field I was going into. Um, But I had never had therapy myself. Um, It felt really vulnerable and scary. So it did not necessarily feel comfortable, but I could tell she was very kind. And um, I I got the feeling that, hey, she's going to work to make sure we can build some comfort in this vulnerability. Um, or you might have a consult with someone and you're like, ooh, that felt really off. I don't think we're really aligning in that. Great, you've got some good information there. So I recommend doing an initial consultation or some emails if you're not totally sure based on the information you see online about them, just to get that feel. So of course you can ask what questions you have, logistical questions, as well as just giving them information about, hey, here is what I'm looking to work on. Here are some things that I'm looking for in a therapist. And then asking that therapist to kind of respond like, hey, does that feel like it would be a good fit for you? Or can you tell me a little bit more about 
what work that you do in this area. So you can get a really nice feel for, yeah, is this something that they enjoy doing and have experience doing? Do I feel confident in their ability to hold space for me in this? Um, Again, it's going to be a little mix of importance on getting those actual questions answered, but also just getting a feel for, hey, how comfortable does this feel for me? And when you're starting off, you might connect with a handful of different therapists before you select which one you want to work with, right? Like sometimes you get lucky and, you know, the first person or the second person that you talk to ends up being a great fit. Awesome. But you might go through a handful before you find one that is a good fit for you. So it's okay to kind of shop around a little bit, do a handful of consultations with people. It's also okay to switch therapists if you feel like, you know, I've been meeting with this therapist for a couple months and it's not, doesn't feel like it's really working for me or it doesn't feel like it's a really good fit for me. It is okay to change and switch. It's okay to do that at any time, um, but especially as you're just getting to know them, that's really great time to kind of assess, hey, does this person feel like they're a good fit for me as I'm starting this work? Now, this can be a complicated thing because it can also be just the fact that you're getting used to therapy. So if you're brand new to therapy, it might still feel a bit uncomfortable a couple months in. So that might not necessarily mean it's a bad fit, but sometimes you can kind of feel, hey, is this just that therapy is uncomfortable or is it that this therapist isn't the great fit for me? You might be really confident in how you answer that. Or you might be a little unsure, so also know, this is scary to do, but also know that you can bring up these questions in therapy. So any therapist that could potentially be a good fit for you is going to be someone who's comfortable having these conversations. So for example, me as a therapist, I try to put that out there in the beginning with clients, like, hey, if something I'm doing isn't working for you, if you're wanting to change something up, Let me know. Let's have those conversations so that we can make sure it feels really comfortable and effective for you. Um, And so just know that it's okay to bring up those conversations. I can say from the therapist perspective, I love when my clients bring up those conversations. I know it's hard to do. I know from the client side how anxiety provoking that can be to say, hey, you said something that didn't totally sit right with me. Or, hey, I feel like we're not quite getting to where I want to get in our sessions. That can be really uncomfortable to bring up. And if it feels okay enough to try to practice that, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to bring up these conversations because it can be so healing and helpful in the therapy process, right? A lot of times it can be something that you and the therapist can work out and, you know, it ends up being something that really builds that relationship even more. And if it's something that just isn't aligning, then it gives you some good information on, yep, this therapist isn't the best fit for me, so I'm going to shift and look elsewhere. You can ask your therapist for recommendations if you trust their opinion on that, or you can just do your own hunting and searching. You, You get to choose. So this is only my perspective. This isn't everyone's perspective, but You get to choose how you end therapy, 
wonderful if you feel comfortable and safe enough with your therapist to have those conversations to try to make repairs in the relationship or you know if if it's just not feeling like a great fit you can work with them to transition out to someone else wonderful I know it doesn't always feel like that right if someone is just really not a good fit for you you might be like, you know what, I'm just going to send them an email and let them know <laughs> that I'm, you know, wrapping up with them and I'm going to move on to someone else. I think that's okay, right? It's, it is okay. If it's like, you know, it's not worth me having another session and processing this with them because I just know in my gut that this isn't the best fit. It's okay. I don't recommend ghosting them or, you know, not going to a session that you have scheduled because that can be a bummer on the other end. But, you know, wrap it up. If you have a future session, you can cancel that. Do what you need to do. But it's okay at any time to say, yep, I'm going to shift to a different therapist. Find someone that feels a little bit more comfortable for me. And when you find someone that's comfortable enough where you can process through the discomfort of therapy and vulnerability in general, that'll help you kind of differentiate between all right, what is discomfort that lets me know that something's just not sitting right with me and the therapist here versus what discomfort is just kind of the natural process of therapy? Because that that is something that's kind of inevitable for therapy to be a little uncomfortable. It usually means we're doing some good work. Um, but that feeling is probably going to feel a little bit different than like, ooh, this therapist just isn't a great fit for me. And when we're comfortable enough to have those conversations, then we can usually make therapy more effective. Um, but yeah, I would say from the get-go, if you are thinking about going to therapy or if you're thinking about trying therapy again, but you've had a bad experience with it, I cannot place enough importance on that therapeutic relationship and that therapeutic fit. So ahead of time, kind of think about maybe you journal a little bit on what am I looking for, right? What do I want to work on myself? What kinds of things do I want to have in my therapist? And then start to search, right? And ask those questions. It's okay to ask those questions because any therapist that's going to be a good fit for you is also someone who's looking for a good fit within their clients, right? Um, I know for me, I, w- I wouldn't think that it would be responsible of me to like meet and work with a client that is wanting to do totally different work than I can provide or that I don't have experience for, right? I want to make sure they find the best fit because I'm not going to be effective for them. And it's probably not going to be enjoyable for me if I'm super out of my depth either, So your therapist is also looking for a good fit. So when you are contacting therapists and asking these questions, don't worry. It's not too much. It's actually super effective. And therapists want to do that too. Um, And if they don't, they're probably not the good fit for you, right? If they're a one-size-fits-all person, then they're probably not the best fit for you. So find someone who you can feel comfortable with, who enjoys doing some of the work, that you're working on. There's a lot of therapists out there. It just it it's so valid that it does take a lot of work to be searching in that. And you can ask for referrals. You can ask um, for support in that. 
and let me know. You can, you know, shoot me an email or contact me on my Instagram. If you have other specific questions about finding a therapist, like maybe the logistical pieces about like, how do I find a therapist or where do I find a therapist Um, or have more questions just on that relational fit, ask me there because then I'll know I can make some other posts or episodes or whatnot addressing some of those things because I know a lot of it is overwhelming. So if you've got questions, let me know. That's helpful for me to know what kind of content to put out next. So yeah, I will wrap it up there. Moral of the story, finding a good fit in your therapeutic relationship is huge. It is the most important thing. It's wonderful. Um, And yeah, shoot me questions if you have them. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.